Hey guys, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm Axel York. I'm Eric Corbridge. Hey guys, a uh, few purposes to the show, okay? Um, a couple things as far as elevating your skill set, uh, helping you develop uh, skills that you need, uh, practical skills that you'll use in the field and in training and developing your team. Uh, we'll talk a lot about personal development, growth, having the right mindset, really taking you to the next level in sales, in life, and in your career here at V3. Guys, make sure to check back regularly to stay up to date, get some insider tips, learn what it takes to really get to the next level, and stay elevated. Cool. Well, let's, let's jump into things, guys. I want to talk today about a concept that um, I actually shared a little bit of this at, at VimCon, uh, at the last VimCon. So for, for any managers or ASMs on the call, this may be a bit of a refresher. Uh, but I want to share this concept with any new reps that are on the call or anybody that wasn't in attendance at VimCon. Uh, it's a concept that I've thought about for a couple years, actually. And it's something that I would encourage everybody on this call to kind of like marinate on or, or noodle on, if you will. And it's an idea that once you wrap your head around it, it'll, it'll really change the way that you think about yourself. It'll change the way that you think about other people. Um, it'll change the way that you approach managing a team. It'll change the way you approach managing your production. And the idea is um, high agency thinking versus low agency thinking. And so I want to kind of dive into that a little bit, um, help you guys kind of wrap your heads around that concept, around that idea, and then get into some just practical things that you can do to help like foster, develop, create this, this type of high agency thinking. Um, so one of my favorite quotes related to this, very simple, but it's just, you know, there are people who think things happen to them and people who make things happen. So you want to be the type of person that makes things happen to them. You don't want to be the, the passive agent that just allows life to come at them and allows life to, to hit them essentially. So what's the, what's the difference between like high agency and, and low agency? So I'm going to run through a list of examples. Um, I will also throw up uh, this PDF in the, the podcast show notes. So as everybody knows, the podcast uh, or on the podcast, we, we record and we push out these Tuesday training calls. So if there's any you know nuggets of wisdom that you guys want to revisit, you can do so through the podcast uh, through Elevate. So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. So let's just start with, uh, with a low agency individual. And as we're going through some of these examples and some of these descriptions, I want everybody to kind of think about any point in their lives or any point in time, maybe it's in recent memory, maybe it's been within the last week or two, where you've succumbed to, to low agency thinking. And then think about when you've had high agency thinking and, and how your circumstances have changed and how you've just how you felt and how you've performed when you've taken that type of approach. So a low agency individual is somebody who doesn't feel like they can control outcomes. Um, you know, they have bad things happen to them. Uh, somebody who has bad luck, uh, somebody who lets external influences control their thoughts, 
their mood, uh, et cetera. Someone who doesn't really seek self-improvement, right? Because they don't, they don't, they see what kind of, what's the point, you know, things are going to happen. Why, why should I work on bettering myself? Uh, people that have like a victim mentality, you know, things are always happening to them. It's never their fault. Um, we put out a, a podcast, Eric and I, um, it'll be releasing this Friday about extreme ownership. And this ties in really nicely with the, with the idea of high agency. So you guys should listen to, to that podcast this Friday, just to kind of reinforce some of this type of thinking. Um, you know, but it's somebody who doesn't take extreme ownership. It's somebody who has a, that's not fair kind of attitude. Um, people who just think like, well, yeah, this has been going on this way for this long. There's nothing I can do to change it. Uh, people who feel like they deserve more, right? Or they deserve this thing as opposed to they, they need to earn it. Um, just the, it, you know, that's just the way it is. I, I can't change it type of mentality, right? You know, you, you see this, um, even with a lot of, a lot of people right now with, you know, PG&E or, or Edison who are unhappy with the way that they're being billed and they don't know there are other options. And so they just think like, yeah, well, what can you do? Right. Pay your bill, go on with your life. Um, on the flip side, a high agency individual, that's somebody who doesn't let others control outcomes, right? They're, they're writing the narrative of their life. They create the outcomes that they want to see. This is somebody who, who has influence over others, right? So you can, you can look at that with, you know, as a manager, like as, you know, as you're progressing into a leadership position, or if you're already in that position, um, who's able to most influence their team to produce. These are people who have more of that high agency thinking. Um, somebody who has vision, right? That's going to help obviously influence the people around you. <clears throat> Having self-awareness and, and personal improvement. We already touched on that. Um, taking ownership, this idea of like, if you can conceive it, you can achieve it, right? If you can, if you can picture it in your mind's eye, like you can make it happen. Um, somebody who's open to challenging the status quo, they have the feeling that nothing is impossible. Um, and, and probably the most apt description, just somebody who's relentlessly resourceful, right? Think of like a, think of like a MacGyver of sales, somebody who can take, you know, not much, you know, they don't have a lot to work with, but they're able to make some, some special things happen with that. Um, an example would be like, think of, um, you know, think of like how you respond when, when somebody tells you something is impossible. Like when you're just facing this intractable problem, like, is that the end of the conversation for you or is it the start of a new one? Like that's the approach that you want to, you want to take. It could be something as simple as like, Hey, you know, here's this goal. Um, nobody's ever hit it. It's, it's not likely you're going to be able to do this. Um, we, we interviewed, uh, Josh Zeninga who set a, set a world record for pest control sales. 
a couple weeks back on the podcast. Um, that's an that's an example of somebody who applies high agency thinking to their career, to their profession, right? And he went out and did something that no one had ever done before, that a lot of people thought wasn't even possible, right? So if he had been told you cannot do this, it's impossible, he would he just wouldn't have accepted that reality, right? Um, there's a lot of people that they will accept that, and they'll even they'll even wallow in it to an extent, right? Somebody like like Josh, for example, you know, they question it, they fight it, they reject it. This type of a choice defines who we are and, and how we're going to perform. Um, so I, I normally would ask you guys of some other examples of, of high agency thinking, but that would just be chaos on this conference call. So we're going to, we're going to table that, but I do want you guys to think about that. Like, what are some other examples that you've seen of somebody that's, that's high agency, somebody that maybe, maybe even you look up to and you respect and, and how do they make decisions and how do they think about things? Um, you know, low agency thinking is, is similar to a rep thinking like, this is all about a commission check. This is all about a payday. It's hard for them to see the bigger picture and, and create sales, right? You guys, you have to be able to create sales in this type of a job and having low agency thinking is, is just, it's the antithesis of that ability manifesting itself, right? Blame territory. You blame, you know, training, you blame your manager, you blame the weather, whatever it is. Um, that that's never a factor. I want you guys to think about how like Eric Corbridge started. Um, so Eric Corbridge, our, our regional manager, for those of you that don't know, Eric's been with V3 for what are we on Eric? Six, seven years now. Um, long time before we even started in the solar space, Eric was selling alarms. He sold alarms for, for a couple years. He was managing a team there. He made the leap. He made the transition into to solar. That in itself is, is high agency thinking, like thinking, not, not even thinking, but having the confidence to know that like, I can be successful in this industry and I'm going to walk away from what I've already built and what I've already created to develop this. Um, he didn't know how to sell solar. He actually didn't even, he didn't even have anybody in the company to show him how to sell solar. Right. He didn't have access to V3U. He didn't have the, the resources that, that a lot of us, you know, or a lot of the new people coming in the organization have. He didn't have access to managers, dozens of managers that have already, you know, mastered this skill, mastered this craft. Um, and if he was anything like me, when I started at V3, I didn't even know of any other companies that were, you know, as successful as say we are now. So he's walking into this potentially this model that's not been tried or, or proven. Um, that's something that takes high agency in it and it takes vision. Um, so I want you guys to, yeah, to just wrap your heads around that idea and, and just be able to put that in perspective. Um, cause right now the tools that you have, there's nothing stopping you guys. It's just, I mean, really it's a matter of, of whether or not you you're going to be a high agency thinker or a low agency thinker. Right. This idea can, it can kind of put us at a crossroads 
with ourselves and like the kind of person that, that we think we are because just by default we have really great defense mechanisms we can convince ourselves of things that aren't true um so you have to deploy some serious self-awareness to kind of get past this and i'm not talking about like ego and and bravado it's like an honest assessment of whether or not you guys are operating at the highest possible level that you can the the downside of this whole thing is is a lack of agency it actually almost creates like a self-fulfilling prophecy um you guys may have heard somebody at one time or another say something along the lines of i've you know i've done everything i can i'm, I'm giving it 100 percent, just not seeing the results i want to see um you know i don't know what else to do list goes on and on right when when somebody's in like a tough point this could be a this could be anybody on the the call you know struggling to figure out this sale this could be a, a manager listening to you know one of his reps um, it could just be you talking to a, a friend or, or a buddy. So don't, don't get stuck in that trap because when you, when you deploy that type of mindset, you create that type of reality for yourself. Um, so just a, a couple other like examples of why people get stuck in this trap. Um, I think that most jobs and schools actually reinforce this type of thinking. Um, you know, when, when you think of job, what comes to mind? Like most people think nine to five, you know, they think um, something that maybe they almost dread doing, you know, maybe they have that feeling on a Sunday night, uh, man, I gotta go back to work on Monday, you know, people that just live for the weekend, um, doing the minimum, right? I've seen that time and time again, where, where people just try to get the least amount of work done as possible to keep their job. Um, you know, you, you have this safety net of, of unemployment. If you lose your job, you almost have to be contrarian in, in the way that you think, right? You've, you've had so much structure from, you know, starting in school, there's a bell that tells you when to go to class, when to eat lunch when to go home, you have something similar that happens in, you know, your, your first job, uh, where you're paid an hourly rate, you punch a clock in out, you take your lunch. Um, all these things kind of condition low agency thinking. They don't condition that, you know, let me do whatever it takes to succeed type of mentality. Um, an example of like a high agency individual would be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's, that's my favorite example of somebody who's high agency. Um, for those of you that don't know, like his background and, and his story, I would encourage you to check it out. Um, it's, it's pretty darn cool. He's done a couple podcasts where he kind of tells about his early days and getting started, but he had a, he had a pretty abusive childhood, uh, was physically and emotionally abusive. He grew up in Austria. Um, he ended up migrating to the States when he was pretty darn young. Um, and he just worked tirelessly in, in bodybuilding. Um, that in itself, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking about somebody who moves to a foreign country, doesn't have any, you know, relatives over here, doesn't have anybody to, to help him, to support him. And he's starting out in a career that didn't even really exist. You know, there, there was no, like back when he was doing this, there, there wasn't, 
a bunch of people that were sponsored, you know, for, for working out and for being athletic. Um, so he's essentially going in and helping to create an entirely new industry, an entirely new market. And he eventually became Mr. Olympia, right? He, he won like the biggest title you possibly can in bodybuilding. And he did it, I think, eight times over. So over and over and over again, he did this. Now, that in itself is, is impressive. But subsequently, as he was doing this, he was becoming independently wealthy through commercial real estate. So before he even made any money in bodybuilding, um, he had started a, a construction company with a friend of his and they were doing like masonry, right? They were doing like stonework and he was saving that money so that he could start investing into real estate. And so now he owns a lot of like commercial real estate in, in, in LA that's made him a lot of money. After his bodybuilding career, he goes on to become, you know, the, one of the biggest movie stars in the world which is wild because the guy still can hardly speak English. You know, it's very hard to understand him. All of his movie roles there, there was not much dialogue, but he was just such a prolific figure that he was able to make that happen. And then he went on to become governor of, of California, right? By all rights, the guy should not have won the election. He had no experience, um, but he was able to do that. And if you just look at the, the trajectory of that, you know, of, of his career, um, there's no rhyme or reason per se. It's just, he's, he's got an idea. He's got a vision. He's got a goal and he works tirelessly to execute against that vision and against that goal. Our, our organization is even an example of, of a high agency organization or, or idea, right? Um, PG&E is one of, you know, the biggest monopolies in the country, if not the biggest, um, our vision of, of creating disruption is high agency. You know, this is an idea that, you know, you, you talk to somebody about this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. There's no way something like that could ever work. Like, yeah, no, you can't just go in and, and sell power at a cheaper rate. Like, yeah, that's basically against the law. PG&E won't, won't let it happen. The CPUC won't let it happen. Um, but you keep plugging away and you find, you know, you find loopholes, essentially, you find areas um, that you can take advantage of and that you can help customers in a different way than, than what's the norm, than what's been done before. Um, you know, you guys, you guys get the idea here. So I want you to, I want you to kind of think of the people around you, you know, think of the folks that you work with, think of your friends, um, think of the people that you associate with. Are they adaptable? Are they resourceful? Um, can they execute, right? You, you want to surround yourself with those types of people. Um, there's a, I think Jim, Jim Rome, uh, famous quote, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You want to gravitate towards those high agency people. You want to gravitate towards the people that will help make you better that will help make you more successful. If you spend your time with people that have low agency thinking, you will develop low agency thinking. And it's not a, it's not a cycle that's easy to break, right? You, you develop habits, um, you create these 
these connections, these, these neural pathways in your brain, which can be really beneficial if you're doing the right thing, right? Because it helps automate decision-making for you. It helps automate, um, you know, your, your processes. But if you're mapping poor behavior, poor decision-making, low agency thinking, it can actually work to your detriment. Um, the, the thought exercise, it's a little stark, but I like to, you know, when, when thinking like, is this a high agency or low agency person? Simple question. Would I want to be stranded on a desert Island with this person? Would I feel confident that we could survive, that we could adapt, that we could, you know, make it, make it out of there. Right. Um, think of, uh, think of this concept as it relates to you or to someone on your team as, as barrels versus ammunition. Um, in the sense that, you know, ammunition is going to be pretty abundant, right? The, the barrels are going to be the people that are scarce, uh, people that have high agency thinking, but the, the people that have high agency thinking, these are going to be the, the people that are the barrels. They're going to be more scarce. They're going to be more valuable. Um, they're going to be able to, to execute, to make better decisions. Um, you want more and more and more barrels in the organization, right? And, and on your team and around you. Um, just basic you know, economic laws of scarcity, you by default become more valuable when you're that type of an individual. So let's, let's transition. Um, we'll keep, keep the call relatively brief today, but, um, just some ideas on how to develop high agency thinking. So number one, like most important guys is read the books, the, the concepts in the books that we have in our audible account. Um, they will help you get closer to that high agency of thinking. Um, listen to the podcast, spend time on V3U, take advantage of the resources, right? Focus on self-improvement and, and self-awareness. Work on like an honest assessment and honest critique of, of kind of where you are. It's no different, um, you know, when you're, when you're selling and critiquing your, your skills, whether it's the pitch, whether it's the clothes, whether it's objection handling, um, you don't want these like rose colored glasses on. You want, you want like a real honest assessment of where you are and what you need to improve on. So it's same, same approach, same idea here. Um, make sure you're surrounding yourself with high agency people. Number, number three, um, try to avoid low agency individuals and low agency thinking. Number four, uh, question the, the narrative, right? Um, going back to, to Josh, uh, Zaninga, and I know I'm saying his name wrong, but he questioned the narrative. He questioned whether or not he could break a, a world record for his industry. Um, do the same. Like there's still, you know, somebody's going to do that in solar. Somebody's going to come in and they're going to sell more accounts than have ever been sold in a year. It's not going to be a low agency thinker. It's going to be a high agency thinker. Um, five, reject the, the victim mentality. Like don't, don't get sucked into that. You know, my territory is bad. Um, I'm having bad luck. Um, you know, my manager's not being helpful enough. My, 
you know, dog ate my homework, the sun's in my eyes, whatever excuse you can come up with, uh, reject that excuse and, and opt for ownership and for, for high agency thinking. Um, and then finally think about how can you guys achieve your five year goal in six months, you know, or 12 months? Like, how do you, how do you do that? It is possible. You know, think about, think about where you want to be in, in five years. Um, think about where you want to be in your career, where you want to be in your life. Is that something that you can accomplish in the next 12 months or the next six months? There's a really good chance that the answer is yes to that question. There are very few problems in life, guys, that cannot be solved by, by a high agency person and by high agency thinking. So I, I want you guys to think about this um, just in, in summation, like think about examples of, of problems that you've faced or that maybe reps that you've worked with have faced uh, that, are, that are low agency thinking. And it's really easy to, to kind of get sucked in. Be like, yeah, no, that sound, that, that's really tough. Um, you know, because it can be. It can be a legitimate uh, challenge that, that they have to overcome. But it does not have to stop them or impede their progress. Um, map that thinking onto yourself. You know, think about when have you had that type of thinking. Um, watch out for it. Be cognizant of it. You know, reflect on on some of your self talk. Like, typically, uh, I even always I could say a low agency person does not have any negative self talk. You know, there's no woe is me. This is so hard. Why can't this be easier? You know, they think, how do I get better? How do I become better so that this problem isn't a problem anymore? Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like you guys could be sitting there and, and, and potentially even rejecting this idea and saying, well, yeah, that sounds great, Axel, but that doesn't apply to me. Like my, my problem is pretty complex. Like you don't understand. Like, um, it does, it does apply. It doesn't matter how complex the problem, it doesn't matter what the problem is. Um, guaranteed, high agency thinking will help you uh, do better because of that problem. In, in a lot of cases, it will even make that problem go away or reduce it dramatically. So think about some other things you guys can do uh, to be high agency and, and develop that mindset and foster that mindset, you know, What's the story you guys are telling yourself about who you are and, and what your capabilities are? Because there's, there's no reason that anybody on this call, you know, inside of the next six months can't be top 10 on the leaderboard, can't be number one on the leaderboard. You know, it's, it's possible. You just have to have the right mentality, the right thinking. So in conclusion, guys, be high agency. That's all I got for you. Thanks.